Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn and has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I did that deep bathroom clean that I said I'd do four months ago, and poof, my life improved exponentially. Funny how we never learn. My dark tragedy comedy memoir is currently writing itself. Can't wait to read it. I cannot stop misplacing my reading glasses. Why isn't there an app for that? You need croquis. It's been a doozy of a month, Sarah. Last week was a shit Sunday. Then came the cherry on top of the shit Sunday. Do not want to eat that. Have such a good day. Welcome back to Have Such a Good Day, the show that wants you to do just that. Where we try to not worry and be happy because every little thing's gonna be all right. Oh gosh. <laughs> a terrible can not, singer. Can you not do Bob Marley Legend, Heather, today? It's 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 just too early in the morning. Okay, how about this? How about this? Um <laughs> It's kind of like the show where we wear rose-colored glasses and we try to see the world through them. Sort of. We complain a little bit here we and there. We do. We grouse. We're human. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I'm Sarah. And I'm Heather. And we are happy to have you. It's episode 84 of Have Such a Good Day. If you're just joining us for the first time, welcome. Bienvenue. <laughs> welcome. Uh, and if you've been with us for a long time, well... Hi. <laughs> again. Hello again. It feels like it's been more than a week since we last recorded. Sometimes it's interesting how time will, you know, a week will go by really fast and then a week will feel like a month. I find that so interesting. And it can be just personal, like for one person, but then it goes fast for another person. It's fascinating. Yeah, I had a strange week last week. And I think, because I, I agree with you, I'm like, did we like skip a week? I mean, we yeah. did actually a couple of weeks ago, but we recorded a show a week ago. Mm -hmm. But last week was MLK Day. And so I had the day off of like some other stuff. Mm -hmm. And then there was this like extreme wind issue. And so I had to take another day off of other things because there was like tree branches falling all over my property and it was like super dangerous. And the week still felt really long and strange. <laughs> Yes. I mentioned that we're recording this early in the morning. Heather and I, just based on our schedules, because they're all wonky these days, <laughs> we don't always uh, record early in the morning, but sometimes we do. So just a little insight that we're both bundled up and freezing. Yeah, actually, Sarah, there were two accidents on the road this morning. The sun mm. was so blinding. Um, like, I mean, so blinding. I don't think it's ever been as blinding as it was this morning. And there was, there was so much ice on the road. I even kind of squiggled a little bit. I got a little squirrely, but there was one car that was uh, flipped over Ugh. on one side of the freeway. And then a little bit further down, somebody like kind of um, swerved into the middle. And it was just like one obstacle after the next. And I was like, not even awake yet. <laughs> I mean, that's living in the country for you. Oh, man. It's funny you mentioned the sun being blinding because people are like, well, isn't that kind of nice? You know, it's sunny. You know, put your visor down kind of thing. I've got the same problem. Based on where I live, if I am driving kind of towards civilization, so I'd be going east mm -hmm. from where I live, you go through a bunch of really, you know, it's, it's these dense kind of redwood and, and various other trees, but they're really tall, and so you're kind of in the shadows. Mm -hmm. But 
in certain places, the sun rays, if it's nice and sunny outside, yeah. because the sun's kind of coming up, you know, facing me from the east, mm-hmm. it is blinding. Like to the oh, point yeah. where like there have been a couple times and the road is windy, Very. you know, just a little two lane road. Mm-hmm. A couple times where I'm like, I can't see. Yeah. You know, like, you know, you try to like wash your windshield. You just slow like way down. Yeah, because and... it's like, I mean, even like sunglasses only help so much. I actually it's... have to take mine off because I feel like they're just too dark. I have to be like as, I have to have the light to as make sure I don't as possible. Yeah. Yeah, miss animals. You know, my friend Lisa got in an accident a few weeks ago because mm. of this exact reason. Really? Just the sun. Yeah, she came up over a hill and it was so blinding and she couldn't see anything. Oh, man. Yeah. Sorry, Lisa. She's that okay, is... It's true. I, I don't know. I mean, it's not like this is like a daily issue for me, but I definitely know what you mean about the sun being like, Ooh, this is just dangerous. Mm-hmm. I feel the same way when it's like extremely foggy where I'm like, I do oh, yeah. not have, there is no like vision distance going on here. Oh yeah. The fog can get really thick up here. And you know, last night we had a crazy hailstorm. We have these, um, skylights and we were like watching this, um, we're watching that movie about the Night Stalker, or it's like a mini series on Netflix about, uh, you know, the LA um, Night Stalker kind of serial killer. It was like really scary. And then there's this crazy hailstorm. The animals are going nuts. I mean, big hail too. Like you could really see it coming out of the sky. And uh, I mean, it it probably snowed like a hundred yards from us, like going because we're on the ocean, so it's not going to snow very often. But a hundred yards is really close. Well, sure, okay, hundred yards. I don't know my yards, but um, that, I, that's uh, a football field. Sure. So I would say maybe five hundred yards, a mile um, east. <laughs> it snowed. I'm not awake yeah. yet. I, I'm just <laughs> my brain is not quite working. Heather's like four feet away from us. <laughs> lots of snow. <laughs> well, this morning I was chatting with a friend, and she really wanted to know how far my car was away from my house because I got up so early it was so dark this morning I mean so dark no street lights seriously I don't even want to leave that early because it's kind of scary because there's like mountain lions and I'm telling you Heather the uh headlamp (laughs) uh I'm I'm holding it up so Heather can see in in my camera I bought this headlamp it's from Energizer but there's like a million different kinds on Amazon it I mean, you look so weird wearing it, Yeah, but uh, I use it all the time. And you know what I actually do? Because I have a flashlight because I'm with you. I mean, if it's early enough in the morning, like my dog has to go out or it's late enough at night, dog has to go out. So is the dog. Mm -hmm. But it's like if I wear the headlamp and I'm holding a flashlight, Mm -hmm. I'm good to go. Yeah. But without either of those things... Even just one or the other, it's like, it's so like murky and scary. And it's I'm always creepy just creepy too, where I look and I'm like, there's just dark forest around me and everything's so quiet. Well, oh, and, and you by imagine the way, like a zombie emerging <laughs> and you're like, no, thank you. Hey, with, with the way things are going on this planet, it would not surprise me. But, you know, I have to tell you, Sarah, I, I have an old headlamp from college and Right? Well, you're saying I, it like you're like apologetic. About well, it. I just I I've had it forever. I just have to dig it up somewhere. But the reason why I have a headlamp is because one time I went spelunking. Can you believe hmm. that? I mean, I don't know if anybody spelunks anymore. I can ever since I saw that horror movie about the girls spelunking. Um, but yeah, I I have that headlamp. I got to dig it up. Um, and I remember really enjoying it back then. So. It's time. I actually, I don't know if it would technically be called spelunking. Well, no, I guess it would. Yeah. Be, you know, going underground into sort of these rock formations. Uh-huh. I did this in, it was some South. Oh, The Descent is what it's called. E, oh, The Descent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not a movie I would watch. Too claustrophobic. No. I did this in some Southeast Asian country at some point, And I remember it was like, you know, it was like a guided tour. You uh-huh. know, it wasn't like we were like being all like, let's go spelunking by ourselves or anything <laughs> like that. But it was far enough down, you know, and you get lowered on a rope and it was hot. You know, I remember kind of being in a bathing suit and you get down and I think the whole thing was like there was like a hidden lagoon way down there, which is like supposed to be really cool. And it was cool. But I remember going down and being like, I saw it. I want to go up again. Oh, yeah. I, I can't just, stand it. I'm too claustrophobic. Yeah. I don't and, ever want to go caving again. I've gone a couple times and I had to go through a wormhole once and it was I was covered with mud like head to toe. And I'll never that do it again. Sound, that doesn't work. No, it was not fun. Yeah. <laughs> Although Abby, my friend Abby and I did it uh, in college and we laughed our asses off. So it was really, really fun. It, it, and it's a great story, but I would never do it again. 
to say you did it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> there was, I had the same, there was something in Hawaii. I was with somebody who was from Hawaii mm-hmm. and he was like, okay, so if you want to be like the cool, real Hawaiians, like we got to like mark this and this and this off the checklist, you know, mm-hmm. for your visit. And I was like, I don't know, trying to like impress everybody. And so there was like a cliff to jump off into the water, which was like way beyond my comfort zone, mm-hmm. so high. Like I was actually really scared and like would never do that again, but I did it. Uh-huh. And then there was another kind of, again, not like spelunking, but like a grotto type thing mm-hmm. where there was this under the rocks, you know, blue lagoon type thing. Yeah. But in order to get to it, you had to like swim under these other rocks kind of far. Mm-mm. And then pop back up. And no. again, I did it. And as soon as I was in there, I'm like, now I want to get out. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, it's I funny. I, I did the same thing. It's like, no, I'll never do that again. Ew, even just thinking about it makes movies. my skin crawl. Me I'm too. Like, why, did, why did I do all those things in my past? Like, I am just way more cautious than I have ever been. But at the same time, I like really like watching those movies that are like... Um, you know, like the shallows with Blake Lively where like she's stuck out there and she's no, trying to get Heather, back to I shore. Don't like know. it's weird. It's like a weird contradiction because it's like I will never do that and I'm so scared of it. But I kind of like watching Ew. those w- scary water movies <laughs> where you're yeah. like adrift in a boat and you're stuck out there. And I don't know. I something's wrong stuff. with me, clearly. Well, no. <laughs> you're, you're Lots of people like that. It's that, it's that like discomfort creepy crawly but yet exhilarating feeling i guess i just avoid that stuff because again i have nightmare issues (laughs) but one thing i do not have an issue with is this new netflix show it's well it's not new new but it came to netflix in uh this month mid-month called lupin and Mm -hmm. you might read it as lupin uh Mm -hmm. it's french show Mm -hmm. and the whole idea i don't want to give away the show it's it's it, they released five episodes of season one, and I guess there's another five episodes of season one, but not coming until later this year. So anyway, I binged through the, the five episodes, and I don't want to give anything away, but the premise of, the sort of premise of the show is that is actually a children's book, mm-hmm. and it's about this sort of like caped crusader mm-hmm. uh, who's kind of like a jewel thief mm-hmm. and like really smart, but like not evil is, is a, sort of a... Uh, Smart and adorable in a way. Endearing? Uh, endearing, yeah. Kind of uh, criminal, really. But you root for him and he's like very Mission Impossible. Like he can Ooh, do all sorts of stuff and like never this. get caught. Oh yeah, it's great. So anyway, the, the, the story is about a real person, but it's kind of based on this book. And I'll just stop there. Mm-hmm. But because it's Netflix... Uh, if you watch a show that's in a language besides English, Netflix is really good about always either offering subtitles or a dubbed version. Yeah. Does this with everything. Mm-hmm. Now, I cannot watch dubbed stuff. Uh, first of all, the voices are weird, and I just can't. It's almost like when audio's off, I'm like, it just doesn't match their lips. I can't mm-hmm. watch this. Yeah. Um, I can't really watch subtitled stuff if I'm really tired. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, I love it, mm-hmm. especially when it's a language that I'm interested in because I kind of learn, Yeah. you know, as, I, as I see the words, you know, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I do kind of know what they're saying, whatever. Yep. Anyway, so there's a French show. So when I started watching it, because a couple of my friends are like, oh, this is really good. It's like a fun, you know, um, you know, diamond heisty type thing. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm watching it. And I'm like, the hell? Like, I can't watch this dubbed nonsense. Like, what? Like, are you guys crazy? And then someone was like, oh, no, 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 no. Switch to subtitles. Because, of course, for some weird reason, mine was reverting to the dubbed version. So once I did that... I actually started over. I watched the first 20 minutes again. I was like, yes, it's a French show in French, and it's taking place in Paris. This is how it's supposed to be. You know, <laughs> and I just, you know, read the subtitles. Yeah. And uh, it it's great. It's really good. The main character is, like, super hot, uh, the actor is, and he's just really good in the role, and it's just a lot of fun. And once I was done with episode five, I was like, what? That's it? Oh, there's only I, five episodes? Well, the, they're releasing the second five sometime oh, later this year. So 
It, a lot of people are like, what? Come on, man. You're like half a season one. That's really That's funny. I, I My French friend just recommended a um, Netflix show. I think it's on Netflix. Uh, it's a French show called Call My Agent. It's supposed to be like a really funny hmm. comedy. So yeah, I have I have a lot of French TV to catch up on, Sarah. Yeah. See, so I... Um, Too sweet. Yes. And Heather, you talk a lot about, you know, your, your time in France and, mm. and French culture and, and you're much better French speaker than I am. Some years ago when I was going to France kind of often for work mm. and, and, you know, I just, I just love France. Uh, I was practicing a lot, you know, I was taking like, I was, you know, doing kind of like audio French podcasts and, you know, online lessons. And mm. I kind of fell just short of like signing up for a classroom and like sitting yeah. there with a bunch of other people or even getting a you know private tutor it was just kind of too expensive but i was i was working on it mm -hmm. i was kind of committed and then i fell off and of course i i forgot a lot of stuff because that's just what you do if you it don't happens practice very quickly yeah especially if you know i didn't take french when i was a kid i took spanish so yeah there was a lot of like unlearning of spanish that had to happen in the beginning just because i always wanted to pronounce things wrong mm -hmm. Uh, and so, and then my Spanish just comes back because when I was a kid, that was what I was learning. Anyway, so, uh, Lupin was fun because I was just like, ah, I just love the language. And mm -hmm. because we're in a pandemic and I'm looking for things to do still, I was like, you know, maybe I should look up some French classes. So I'm like online and there's like some French Academy in Santa Rosa and whatever. And I'm like, what am I thinking? I'm not going to a French class anytime soon. Mm -hmm. Like... What? What are you what are you talking about? Like I suppose there's some online stuff I could do, but you know it's free, Duolingo. And I kind of forgot about Duolingo. I know you like it too. For a while back in the day, I was I was spending like at least like 30 minutes to an hour every day. That's good. Just like, That's very disciplined. Just yeah, blazing through my stuff because yeah, well, it's too. like I used to do that. Cuz when you get it like a little um a t uh a course mm -hmm. whatever you know whatever they call sure. those little little things on your way you know it's very like gamified mm -hmm. and when you get a perfect score you feel so good about yourself and then you get these like da, 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 you have mm -hmm. achieved you know Duolingo is brilliant yeah it's really I like fun. the conversations you can have back and forth like where you actually have to speak back to like someone's in a clothing store it's like a little bot it's like well, you're about to buy a dress what size, what size are you? And you have to kind of speak back and you kind of have a conversation. Those things are really helpful for the conversational side. I do those quite a bit. I actually, I'm not sure if that's something that's available on the web version, which is what I've been using. Oh, interesting. I, I really never use my phone anymore unless I have to. And, hmm. you know, I'm never like really going anywhere. Mm -hmm. So of course, like when you're on the go, like mobile phone is like super helpful. But when I'm at home, I don't even pick up my phone and yeah. again unless i it, there's something i can't do on my computer i also have a brand new laptop which i love and it's really snappy but anyway so i got back on duolingo um <laughs> and i could thank netflix for it really but uh it's been great it's just a fun little you know i don't know when i'm gonna need have the need to speak french anytime mm -hmm. certainly not for travel Effect but more. even just even just in regular life but it's just sort of a fun thing. And I used to enjoy it so much because I actually think it's really challenging. It it's is really challenging, language. especially the spelling and the accents mm -hmm. and stuff. But, uh, but yeah, it was, it was, it's been, it's been a fun week. That's awesome. You know, I, I do the same thing. Like I, I'm really, I have a note in my to-do list in my notes in my phone to do Duolingo, to remind myself, do it on a regular basis. And I know they just came out with a new French course or whatever that I wanted to check out. I actually like put a little bookmark on it. I get lazy. I I've gotten lazier. It's, it really bums me out how quickly you lose your vocabulary. Like when I have my French friend up here, we'll speak French and I'll kind of get back into that groove. Mm -hmm. And then I fall out really quickly because I'm not speaking every single day, but I'm trying to like text with her a lot. And I'm trying to just write in French as much as possible. And I'll, I'll often like last night we were texting in French and like, I'll write out the sentence. And then I'll look on translate just to see, did I do that good and right? And I'm like, oh yeah, I did. But sometimes, yeah, I won't let myself, I have to try first. I got to write, write it out first. And it takes a little yeah. more effort because it's right. Yeah. You're quickly. trying not to cheat. Yes, exactly. But then 
I, yeah, watching French films, you know, doing all that, looking at the subtitles just to confirm that I understand it is really helpful. And I think that's actually a really good exercise to keeping the language fresh in your mind. Mm -hmm. I love it too. I, if I could, I would learn Italian. I, I love languages. I at one point wanted to learn Russian. I, I would not want to do that now, but I like learned the alphabet and a few words, but you have a whole new alphabet, which makes it like that much harder. But the French are, you know, very anal about their language. You know, you don't have as much like of that sort of leniency that you do in English where you can kind of mishmash things. Mm -hmm. They're funny about it. Like I try to push this like franglais thing on my French friend and she's just like put, puts her nose up a little bit, you know, and it's funny. <laughs> I'm like, screw it. I like franglais a lot. There are there are funny things about the French language and I can really only compare it to Spanish. And I actually took a little bit of Italian mm -hmm. way back in the day. Italian and Spanish are like pretty close. Mm -hmm. um, you, you know, it's not that you can just like all of a sudden speak Italian, but you go like, oh, OK, there's some minor differences, but sentence structure, pretty similar. Mm -hmm. And French is like same structure, mm -hmm. you know, the romance language kind Very of stuff. Much so. But the spelling is so wacky. Yeah. And the accents are just like really hard for me. And this is not, um, you know, only a French thing, but the, oh, a, you know, an owl is feminine. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, and, you know, it's, so is the beach. Yeah. But then a book isn't. It's exactly. like, there's just like things you just have to know. And yeah. it's really hard for me because I'm like, Ugh, why are things that aren't a man or a woman masculine or feminine? I know. And it's funny, the, the, the way I remember that stuff is because I studied in school and it gets hammered into you, you know, mm -hmm. like, yeah. and like, you know, that a certain fruit is a masculine or feminine. It's like, I just associate a girl fruit. Like I kind of like have these associations now, but only because it was like drilled into me at a young sure. age, but it and is, it just, you know, confusing. it's repetition. You yeah, just it's know, repetition. you know, you say something, it's, it's sort of like, I don't know. I was trying to think of, cause obviously English, we just don't do that unless you're mm -hmm. talking about a person. Um, we're like a, you're describing something mm -hmm. as masculine or feminine. You just don't like the article is not, yeah. it just doesn't matter. But something like, a versus an you oh, know yeah. if the next word starts with a vowel it's like that's super obvious mm -hmm. and even if the next word starts with a vowel but but it has like a like if you you would not say an university you'd mm -hmm. say a university because it's mm -hmm. has a y sound even though it's a u it's like that's the kind of stuff where i go i wonder if people have an issue with that because it doesn't make a ton of sense you just know it oh like i think it's a lot harder for a french person to learn English. It's funny because I, I help Lori, my French friend, with English. She's pretty good now, but she struggled with it for a long time because it's it's very hard language. There's so many I've exceptions. I've met her a few times and her English is pretty good. It's gotten a lot better. I mean, I think when she first came to the United States, it was kind of rough and, and she still needs help with like when she writes stuff out, but she's really gotten better this last year. Mm. Um, but uh, it's funny, we're still kind of teaching each other, which is, which is kind of fun. Well, how has your week been, Heather? Enough about French. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I, I know that maybe it sounded a little maudlin or something about my shit Sunday in our cold open, but you know, it hasn't been all that bad. I mean, obviously everybody knows that it's been kind of a crazy month for me. Um, but I'm really trying to do all the right things. Um, and, uh, honoring my father and helping him keep this business afloat. And I'm learning a lot and there's a lot to do. I'm actually really busy. Uh, it's, it's a little insane. Um, but I'm taking it day by day. Um, but, uh, I wanted to mention, like, I've been doing this proprietor thing for a little while now. I mean, I'm still having to step up to the plate with, you know, certain things that I don't know a lot about. Like last night, I got an email from a real estate agent where a guy made an offer on one of our properties and she used some terminology that I was, I had to look it up. I was like, I don't know about that. Something note, blah, blah, blah. And so there's a lot of stuff that I'm still um, not comfortable with, but what mm -hmm. I've realized in the last six months, I guess, since I've been doing this, God, it's a lot like producing. I mean, it's quite incredible how similar it is. And obviously there is a learning curve and there's terminology that's different. You know, being a producer, there's tons of terminology that if you're not in that world and you didn't work in that world or study that world, you won't know what a sound on tape is, or, you know, there's all this terminology well, that, you mentioned cold open. 
right? Like a lot of people are like, what that? That's true. And and you it's tend a, to it's sort of top of the show thing, you know, exactly. at no, the beginning. But we 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 just sort of say it, but people are like, are you cold? Like, yeah, I know, exactly. You no, you're right. It's a good point. I just it's part of our vernacular and then yeah. you know, I'm sure that at some point later in the year some of these real estate terms will be part of my vernacular. But what's so similar, it's interesting. I was sort of uh, yesterday, I have a couple workmen, one woman and a man, um, uh, working at our cottage. We're repainting, we're redoing the floors, we're doing all kinds of cool stuff to this one place that really needs a facelift. Um, it's a beautiful spot, beautiful view, but it just needs some upgrading. So we were finally getting getting to this, which is something my dad really wanted to do. So it feels really good to do it. And the two people that are working there are very were very close to my father. Um, and so they're, you know, they're putting a lot of their heart and, and soul into this. And I realized I was, I was in the room, in the living room last night, you know, and kind of like we were picking out colors and kind of figuring out, do we paint the ceiling the same color as the walls or do we paint the ceiling white, you know, and just like kind of creative decisions ish. Mm -hmm. And then we were pulling up some rug in this one area and we were thinking about what kind of wood to put on top. Do we do redwood? We've got all kinds of mixed wood in here. And it made me really feel like I was on set. You know, there was a ladder and there was <laughs> props like paint and brushes and all these things. And we were talking shop. We were collaborating on this, you know, the problems that, you know, we found a hole in the, in the, the furnace or sorry, the um, wood burning stove. So we're like, oh shit, well, we got to replace that. And how do we go about that? Do we get the same thing? And it really made me feel like I was on set. And in a cool way, I was like, oh, wow, this is like kind of my, my territory, solving problems on the fly, being quick on your toes. Um, you know, even, yeah, solving bigger picture problems is part of both of those jobs, like looking down the road. What do I want to do with that piece of property? What do I want to do with that piece of content? making mm -hmm. decisions big and small, directing and managing people. My God, it's the same thing. I mean, you're, you're doing a different product, but I'm still managing a lot of people and directing them and telling them what we need to get done, what our priorities are, scheduling, planning, creative ideation, all this stuff, finding the right people for the job. I mean, I'm, I'm actually in the midst of trying to find some new housekeepers. I'm going to be meeting with some later in the week and other crew because, you know, we have a small crew and if someone's sick, I need backup. I mean, you understand this, Sarah. And it's same with crew, like being a producer, hiring people, finding the perfect coordinator, finding that PA that will hustle um, and bring yeah, you coffee. That's why I used to hate <laughs> managing interns because yeah. I'd be like, you know, when you're working for free or for a very small stipend, mm -hmm. you tend to not be as uh, dependable. Exactly. Some interns are amazing. Totally. Many interns are not. Mm -hmm. You know, I used to be an intern. It's like, I know how it goes mm -hmm. where you're like, I'm in college. I can't come there's in There's no today. incentive or there's little or in right. less incentive. And not that, you know, we have a bunch of people for us that are interns working for free. But yeah, it's like, I mean, I have, I have like full on dread sometimes where I've got a house cleaner, you know, this is for the Airbnb. I clean my yeah. own house, but, uh, the Airbnb where it's like, I've got like team a and then team B is like already not my favorite person. She mm -hmm. kind of doesn't do a good job, but it's like, I really need her, yeah, you know? know, I need her in a pinch. And then I like need to figure out team C because mm -hmm. there's going to be an issue where someone's on vacation and then someone else just bails, mm -hmm. you know, or for whatever reason falls ill or, you know, yeah. just stuff happens. And then it's like, what, what am I going to do? Yeah. Clean like a very large estate, you know, in five hours. I mean, it can be done, but I'm going to do a terrible but job. But you're not like a professional cleaner. And that really does make a difference. And I feel like all of these people who you have at your disposal, kind of like you're saying, like the crew that you hold really close, like you've got a really good writer or you have a really good budgeter, you know, you hold those people close. Things that you might not want to do every second of the day you have mm -hmm. to have strong people at your right and left to like i'm not a i'm not someone who could pull up a rug and refloor i mean i've got people who do stuff that i don't do i know kind of how i want it to look which yeah. is another interesting thing even like like set design came into play yesterday it was like how do i want this place to look for guests what kind of guests are we getting here what do they like and what do they don't like? And it's like, it's not like my home. Like you, it's easy to decorate like your liking, but I'm trying to make it a little more cottagey for a guest house. So you have to kind of get out of your yeah, head you're setting a and scene. you're setting a scene, which is, it's, it's a trip. It's kind of cool. I'm kind of 
liking it so far. I mean, it's that's why hard. home improvement shows and like <laughs> yeah, house exactly. flipping shows and HGTV does so mm -hmm. well because it's like people like me. I think you're a better, bigger, bigger picture person than mm -hmm. I am. I am much more of a worker bee yeah. where I'm like, I need, you tell me what to do and I'll do it Yeah, and I will hit my deadline. But like, if I, if I'm too far away from the finish line, I get overwhelmed easily. It's like nebulous too, nebulous yeah. time. But it's like, you know, it's that person who comes into like this, <laughs> I watched the show just the other night, so it's like fresh <laughs> on my mind, but it's like some weird show about like specifically flipping houses that are in desert areas of the okay. US. Yeah, so like one was in Palm Springs and it was just like a nightmare, right? You look at the house and you're just like, burn it to the ground. Like <laughs> nothing can be done here. And of mm. course, like the people are like, hmm, let's knock out this wall. That makes no sense. And it's like not even like structurally necessary. And, you know, like just gut everything and we'll like make this closet into a bedroom. And, and when it's over, you're like, it's amazing. They just had to like see past how awful it was going to look. Yes. And then that finish line is some, you know, it's there. They're just like, it's going to get worse before it gets better. Oh, totally. Like that was exactly me yesterday. There is a bench, like a window bench that is covered in gross carpet. So I was like, let's see what's <laughs> under there because this is disgusting. And they all agreed. I like to collaborate. I don't want to just be like, do that, do that. I like it when other right. people kind of like agree with me and we, we do it as a group as a team. And so he cut the, the carpet and there's another layer of gross carpet under that gross carpet. And so we had to cut another layer and under there is just like crappy wood that no one wants yeah. to sit on. You're going to get a splinter. So you, you have to like, there's a lot of amusement too. Like there was on a set, like just wacky things just pop up and there's like very strange light fixture. That's like, you know, the structural stuff. You're like, how did that get there? Cause it, the wall <laughs> is blocking it. It doesn't make any sense. And yeah. that kind of stuff does drive me crazy. And I do get overwhelmed too by bigger picture stuff. So I, I kind of have to always remind myself to take a step back and just every day make um, chip away at these right. problems yeah. and make slight improvements. Even if it's a day where you make a few improvements and there's another day where you make a ton of improvements, it feels like you're making progress. So, yeah, I, I totally hear that. I hear that. It's, it's, uh, there's always kind of a fire to put out, but you are working towards that finish line. Speaking of progress, um, I mentioned right around the first of the year when we were talking about resolutions, I was like, you know, I just really kind of want to get, you know, healthier. And I know that's so cliche, but there were just, it wasn't just like, oh, I need to exercise more. It was like, you know, I kind of had this injured shoulder. I was feeling kind of blah, mm -hmm. you know, the, the, the weather was starting to get me down because uh, it's pretty cold here, you know, especially at night. It's like my bones are chilly, Mine you know, too. even I in my heated achy. apartment. My apartment is not well insulated. And in fact, there are certain windows where like if they're closed, there's still like a crack of like where oh, they're no. open. Are they double just, paned? No, this is a log cabin. Yeah. This is like not, no, they're for sure not double paned. It's not, it's just, it's just, it's hard to explain. It's a, it's the cutest place ever, but no, you don't have things like that. So if I'm sitting at a certain chair that's near like one of those windows, I mean, I could crank the heat up to 90 degrees and I'd be cold. Mm -hmm. It just depends, you know, it's just, it's just the way it is. Anyway, so I digress. Um, I, you know, was sort of, you know, I was coming into 2021 feeling like, all right, you know, things are going to change around here. You know, we're going to get more motivated. I'm going to stop like eating Cheez-Its for dessert, you know, just because they're there. Like, why did I even buy these? Like just <laughs> kind of just, just sort of slothy stuff that yeah. we're all... We, you know, we all deserve that, but it was becoming a little problematic for me, mm -hmm. you know, and I didn't feel good and I wasn't sleeping well and all the things. Well, you know, we're nearing the end of January and I, I didn't really keep to it um, the way that I wanted to, but I'm still committed. And on that note, I, uh, in the past, because I'm a Fitbit user, I've got a Fitbit um, uh, activity watch that I wear but I wasn't wearing it for a while. Like the battery had run out mm -hmm. and this was like last year where it was still really hot outside and the band, you can't have it too loose or it isn't tracking like your heart rate mm -hmm. and your movement as well as possible. It can kind of slip. So you need to have it nice and snug and it was hot and I was like kind of getting sweaty under the band <laughs> because it's like a rubber, yeah. you know, kind of, you know, it's supposed to be, you know, for like 
you can go underwater and you know mm -hmm. run around and and all that stuff but it was just feeling kind of gross mm -hmm. so i stopped wearing it and then yeah it was just like eh, i don't know i don't wear that anymore and it just totally threw me off my game yeah. because i actually really do have like it's not so much like counting calories but it's like i want to walk if i am like doing really good six miles in a day mm -hmm. that does not always happen but if I have time, it is easy for me to walk six miles. I really like walking. I listen to my podcast. Sometimes I'm jogging. Sometimes I'm not. You know, those sorts of things. It's like, those are fun. Because again, I like to gamify everything. Mm -hmm. It's like, I feel super good if I can like beat what I did yesterday. You know? And it's like, and if you keep on top of it, those sorts of things, that's just one metric. You know, sometimes it's like, how many stairs did you climb? Because yeah. I mean, I live around like these huge hills. It's like, Sometimes I climb 50 floors mm -hmm. just based on the hiking route that Doesn't I take. Doesn't it track it's like, on your phone though? Like it automatically does. Could you just use your phone to check your steps and miles? Oh yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, Fitbit has an app. It's I rarely am like walking around without my phone. I just, the Fitbit watch was what got me into the Fitbit universe got it. when I got it, you know, originally, which mm -hmm. was a couple years ago now. So anyway, a friend of mine, who's actually looking to specifically lose weight and he's trying to um, change his relationship with food as mm -hmm. many people do. You know, it's like, it's not just about dieting. It's, it's about, you know, common, rethinking. Yeah. yeah how, you, how you eat, why you eat, you know, you a stress eater, do you eat when you're happy or sad mm -hmm. or, you know, all that stuff. And one of the heavily advertised new kind of like, I don't want to say fads because I know people like it a lot, but something that I'm seeing kind of out of nowhere is this thing called Noom. Mm -hmm. It's N-O-O-M. Heather, I don't know if you've seen it advertised seen like on this, Facebook actually. or whatever. Yeah, it's literally everywhere. It's crazy. And normally I would just ignore things like this because I'm like, ah, it's just one more thing to like, you know, take my money. And, you know, it's most people don't have a lot of success with this stuff anyway. And, you know, I'm sort of pessimistic about, you know, things that I consider diets. But so but I had seen a couple folks that I know. Uh, had talked about it. A friend of mine had a baby a couple of years ago and she was just really having a hard time kind of getting back to fighting weight. And so she's been doing it and she said, yeah, I mean, I'm like, I'm doing really well, like a few months into the mm. program. So I was like, that's cool. That's really cool. You know, it's, mm -hmm. it's always good to hear about someone being like, this is really helping me rather than like, oh, I wish I could eat ice cream. I can't, you know, I can't do the stuff I used to do because I'm on a diet. So anyway, this other friend of mine, he started the um, program and he's just very uh, one of these uh, folks who loves the kind of details of things, you mm -hmm. know? So all he talks about is like calorie density foods and yeah. stuff like that, like out of nowhere. And so I checked it out. I looked online and it turns out that like, you know, you can do it a couple for a couple of weeks for free and then they, you know, want your credit card or whatever. And... Well, they actually want your credit card up front, but you can do it for a couple of weeks and then cancel and, you know, mm -hmm. you won't get charged. And I was like, oh, I'm just curious about things like this. So I sure. signed up and then like gave myself a little calendar reminder of like cancel the day before you mm -hmm. actually are going to get charged like a hundred plus dollars for, you know, however many months after that. And it's a very interesting uh, program and I won't say it's all bad, but it's not for me and I'll tell you why. They are, it, the whole idea is that it's, it's like, again, changing your relationship with food and why you eat and exercise the way you do and what kind of a person you are. And there's a wellness coach that's like assigned to you. And then you kind of do your own thing. And then you become part of this like social group of real other people in the program that have been matched with you because it's like, they have decided that you can help inspire each other. Hmm kind of based on where you started and and what your goals are and how you're That's progressing cool. and it's all you know you got to log your food and weigh yourself and there's a lot going on and that speaks to me because I love I love a project where I'm mm -hmm. like okay there's all these tasks that I have to do and I'll do them and then I feel good about myself like cool yeah I did all the things mm -hmm. it's pretty detail oriented but the like language style because it's mostly an app I mean you can log on on like the web as well but the app is like you're you know you, you do a certain amount of things per day and then there's encouragement that it gives you and the way it's like 
whoever the marketing department is over at Noom, the way that they go like, you know, you, you, you read an article about like, I don't know, like how much water is in certain foods. And then you mm -hmm. say like done. And you get this like page that says like, woo, Numalicious. You know, where you're just like, I, to, to me, because like, it's so corny. I'm like, I don't like that. Yeah, I don't. Like I just want to advance, you know, like, I don't, <laughs> I don't like the cutesy stuff. Or when they're doing kind of explainers about stuff, they'll use like, really dumb hashtags. Mm -hmm. where I'm like, this is like something like a college kid who's trying to like, talk to, or like, you know, how when people do hashtags, that's a sentence and you're like, Oh, yeah, just write the sentence. Yeah. You know, it's like not a hashtag. It's so stupid. Mm -hmm. And that's what this app does. And so it was like an instant turnoff where I'm like, I'm not a baby. You know, like, I don't, <laughs> I can't imagine anyone being like, this is so fun. I love this cutesy speak. And so I'm going to cancel anyway, because I was really just curious. Yeah. Um, I'm not prepared to sign up for yet another thing that I can't pay for. Uh, even if I was interested, I'm like, eh, I'm just going to like play my VR games. But but yeah, it's funny, like there's certain styles. And oh, this, is, yeah. this goes for people that I know on social media. Totally. You know, we we all have those friends where we're like, I really like you in person. I don't like you that much online. I don't I like your style. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's funny too how that's such a turn off. And then it's like yeah. like maybe if Noom didn't do that, maybe you may have continued to sign up. And like I always think of like in the rooms where like, there's marketing people and they're like, let's go with this cool hashtag sentence thing. Yeah, let's do that because everybody likes it. Or like what was the conversation to like get them there? And they all decided like, let's do this because everybody loves this or. Yeah, it's like, okay, so here's a great, there's a great example. And I, again, I really don't want to knock something that's working for everybody. I'm just saying for me, it's like, these are the things that just like grind my gears. Yeah. There was like, there was some, you know, explainer thing that was, I don't know, it was supposed to be something about like, oh, you might forget to, you know, uh, you know, weigh in as in like get on the scale and, you know, mark how much you weigh in the morning, mm -hmm. you know, the way that you might forget your keys. There was some sort of forgetting your key comparison to something. And then another pair of paragraph goes by and then it's like parentheses. Um, you were wondering how we knew how you forgot your keys, huh? Like, ha ha. And I'm like, what? Like, that's so like, just like not like that has nothing to do with anything like where are my goals but like, you know that some people are like laughing their ass they're like R oh yeah they love the, like oh my god yeah like oh that's so flowery and cutesy yeah. and me i'm just like <laughs> that's really funny sarah um because speaking of cutesy i was going to kind of talk about that today let's hear it because i know you're not you don't really like cutesy you're not a big you don't use a lot of emojis i mean i might here and there but no i mean there's I'm, I'm, I'm low on the emoji scale. Yeah. I mean, the other day you used the mechanical arm, which I was like, whoa, whoa, Sarah's using an emoji. But I think some people, <laughs> I, I want to talk about emojis because I find it to be very controversial and it's a fun thing to talk about. And, you know, speaking of the whole cutesy thing, there are some people that get, they're just so cutesy all the time. So many hearts, so many heart eye faces, very schmaltzy, you know, with their emojis. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Others are very creative with them. Like sometimes they'll use them to um, build a sentence and it's like in a funny way. And then some people are really strict about never using them. Like my boyfriend, he will not use emojis. He will write out thumbs up emoji if he has to or heart emoji. <laughs> Occasionally he'll send me like the man and woman with the heart kissing thing, but that's very, very rare. Um, and he would be really embarrassed if I told everybody that. So <laughs> too late. Yeah, I know too late. So, um, do you feel like the overuse of emojis like makes you angry or grinds your gears? Oh no, not at all. I mean, there was a time many years ago where I was like, whoa, people are just like the whole sentence is like an emoji and I have to like <laughs> decipher it. Okay. But now it's so prevalent that yeah. I don't care, but there are, um, there are certain styles that I would just never do. Mm -hmm. You know, for example, like if you're sharing a link that's like to a funny video, mm -hmm. right? And then it's like, you know, laughing face, laughing face with tears coming out of eyes, <laughs> you know, you know, the laughing face where it's like, or the smiling face where it's lots of teeth. Oh, like the and then grimace? Like, and then more like, like laughing, laughing, yeah. you know, a hand clap. Or the guy like, tilted I get to the it. side and laughing. 
just it's like you liked it i got it you know it's the but it's i don't think the emojis are any worse than someone being like i'm dying i'm dead because they thought something was funny where you're like okay get uh, we got it like you're being dramatic you know Mm -hmm. or like lmao with lots of o's it's like are you like laughing that hard? Like, I think we've all just gotten used to every, everything's like a superlative Yes. for being like, this is mildly funny, click it. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> and like the, I think I, I like just kind of writing LOL, like when it feels appropriate. But I remember when LOL was like kind of lame, like it became lame and then it's kind of cool again or something. But I kind of yeah. see these, they're like adult stickers in a way. And I was a huge sticker fan. I don't know about you. I had like an amazing collection and I'm kind of sad I don't still have it. Like, did I throw it away? Cause I had books and books of like really incredible, like fancy stickers, like obviously scratch and sniff. And like the ones that had the gel, it was like iridescent gel. And like, it was in like a shape, like a heart. Oh, the oilies. Yeah, I had those too. I had one that was like a molar, a tooth, which was very strange. Mm -hmm. Like who came up with that? I had, I had a sticker collection and I don't think I have it anymore. I I don't know where it went, but yeah, but stickers were big. Yeah, they were really big. And I, I feel like, so I wanted to talk about, I was having, I did like a straw poll with some of my friends about how they feel about emojis. Cause you know, everybody has like their own style. Um, everybody has their favorites. So I feel like for me, I, I feel like I love a shrug emoji. I love even the old emoticon uh, style. I, I like the old Japanese emoticons and I use them actually quite a bit on the show in the titles on Patreon. Cause I think they're really cool. I prefer those. Um, but you kind of have to look them up and they're harder to, to kind of copy and paste. But I also really like the gyoza is a, is a good one. Um, some of the wacky food, um, but some of the like most popular favorites I felt like in my straw poll were like the poop emoji, the heart, the tears emoji, the one where it's like, ah, like, you know, streaming tears with the mouth open, Mm -hmm. you know, the grimace weirdest emojis. I mean, there's a lot of weird ones. What about that man in the business suit levitating? That thing is weird. What, how, who came up with that? Um, there's the hole, which I think is actually kind of cool. It's like the hole in the ground, the squirting water. I have a friend that uses that a lot and, and, you know, in a sexual way, but also there's a lot of like, you know, different ways you would use something like that. Um, the hug emoji I think is really weird and it kind of creeps me out, but my friend Alexandra says she loves the hug emoji because she likes hugs and it's like a socially distanced double hand wave. Hello without the hug. So now I feel a little differently about that emoji, but yeah, there's just so many, there's like the oil drum, uh, the, the squiggly curly loop thing. Like what would you use that for? Um, but, and then I was actually wondering, how do you feel about the thumbs up emoji? Because I think some people think, oh, it's great. It's just like something good, like, okay, cool. Um, but other people think that it's kind of a way to say F you, like almost like when someone says word, you know, like they go, someone says something and they go word. It's like slightly rude. I don't oh, know. I don't feel, feel that way at that. all. Okay. If someone says word, it means like, I got you. I understand. Yeah. Like the internet is divided on that. Thumbs up would not be like a sly passive aggressive thing to me at all if someone thumbs up thumbs ups me i'd be like (laughs) okay like yeah it's either like affirmation or i like what you said or whatever unless Mm -hmm. i like knew we were already fighting or something oh sure yeah i would maybe like thumbs down might be the the more uh, (laughs) if someone's like thumbs down i'd be like what did i say yeah exactly (laughs) and what i want to know how you feel about where do you stand with memojis yeah i never use them yeah, I don't care. It's, it's yeah. I get them in text messages all the time, you know, for, from you know other iOS users. But I don't, I don't even think I ever made one. Yeah, it's funny. I figured you'd feel that way. I don't do them either, but I have one friend in LA who does them all the time to me, and so I've been starting to do them back. And I swear, like it's actually kind of fun, and it's cute to see her and the animated version of her. It makes me feel more connected, like a FaceTime conversation does because you kind of see a version of their face but i don't feel like i do it with anybody else but her but i I actually enjoy our little back and forth with it it's like kind of fun emojis what are you gonna do they're here to stay we get new (laughs) ones every year um so what we also get hopefully more than once a year uh is new patrons you heard where i was going with that yeah it was a clunky um 
<laughs> clunky segue, but but there it is. Uh, yes, patreon.com slash have such a good day is where to go to find out more about becoming a patron if you aren't one already. We've got some perks for our patrons. Um, at a certain level, you can chat with us in our Discord. We will put your name and lights on our website. Uh, we, we, we love you whether you're a patron or not, but uh, Patreon is how we're keeping the lights on around here. And we've been talking as of late, especially because we're inching toward 100 patrons, that we're getting pretty darn close, right, Heather? Oh, yeah. Our 98th patron, drumroll, please. Da, da, da. Alessandra Dubin. Her name is Alice, but the, her full name is Alessandra. And I she was Alice. actually a patron a while back and she's kind of back in the fold well so, it's so good to have back. you back alice thank you so much 98 is a good number it sure is yeah, yeah i mean i'm curious to who that hundredth patron is going to be I don't reveal know. yourself we'll have a we'll have a we <laughs> will have a party although it will be a party for all 100 patrons because you know you're standing on the shoulders of giants at that point exactly hey we also got a lot of email feedback and we love getting your email by the way hi at have such a good day.com is where to send emails uh you know you can reach us on the interwebs in all sorts of places but mm-hmm. uh, emails are just a great way to to uh contact us yeah. yeah you know see what's on your mind sometimes we feature emails on the show but we got a particularly nice set of emails after our 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 last our last couple of weeks we sure did, Sarah. Um, you know, so many, so many lovely notes from you guys uh, about my dad. And I really appreciate it. I mean, real outpouring of like support and love. And it really just, it propped me up. So thank you so, so much. Um, I'm going to cut all of these, ver- uh, not all of them. I'm going to go through a few and cut them short just so that we don't go, uh, prattle on. Um, but I, again, I appreciate uh, you guys writing in and um Thank you so much. So Dan S. said, Dado Frank sounded like a Superman. I thought that was cute. Um, I got a grief book recommendation from Ron. It's called Understanding Your Grief. And it doesn't tell you where you should be in the grieving process, but helps you understand where, where you are as you move through it, which sounds really interesting to me. My friend Abby sent me a grief book. It's not that one, but I did page through it a little bit when I first got it and it, I don't know much about the grief process. So this is, this is very helpful. And this is my first grief rodeo, if you will. Uh, Stephen M said, Heather hearing about your dad made me sit back and think about mine and how I should appreciate having him in my life more. It's a wonderful gift to give your listeners. Thank you. And I thought that was really sweet because yes, life is fast. We're busy. And sometimes you have to be reminded, um, who brought you into the world and, uh, you know, stop and appreciate them. Um, Tim S., uh, he said, I remember like yesterday when Sarah's dad passed, it was very heartbreaking to hear. I know both of your dads were super cool dudes, and it would have been an honor to meet them in person. Thank you, Tim. That is very sweet. And I wish that Sarah's dad could have met my dad and vice versa. I I know. You know, I think back in the day, I remember meeting your dad and your sister when they had visited uh, a set of the show we were working on at the time. Yeah, I think it was Twit. Oh, it wasn't Twit. It was probably the York Studios in San Francisco. It was the Screensavers, yeah. Yeah. And my parents had come a few times too, but I don't think they ever crossed paths. Mm-mm. But, no. you know, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> so it goes. But yeah, thanks, Tim. I I also remember it like it was yesterday, <laughs> even though it really wasn't a long yeah. time ago. Well, that is incredibly sweet and we love our community because you all have big hearts and so thanks so much you do you really have big hearts that's actually a really good point uh switching gears a little bit i had mentioned a organization not so much an app really but a simple organization kind of never-ending list called workflowy so workflow with a y dot com and i was saying i'm going to give this a whirl and jude s actually wrote in and said if you're giving things a whirl, another good app to try is the Drafts app. It can do a lot, but I use it just as a basic text editor for lists. Bonus is there are apps for iOS, Mac, and Apple Watch for Drafts itself. Jude says, I have a tendency to forget things, so I set up a complication on my Apple Watch. For anybody who doesn't have an Apple Watch, it's basically, it's sort of like a trigger. It's not really complicated, but that's just what they call it. Uh, Jude says, I tap the button and I voice dictate a quick note to myself and then it syncs everywhere. Jude, that is a very cool tip. 
I don't have an Apple Watch. Obviously, I have a Fitbit, so it doesn't, I can't really do the same thing. I think there's probably a Notes app in here. I don't know. I should actually look into that. You know, but, the voice uh, memo thing is definitely something that people tell me all the time you should start using. And, and then I think about it, and I, I think to do it, and then I don't do it, and then I forget. And I think the voice memo thing is a great idea. Yeah, I have friends who, you know, on the subject of like texting and emojis and just yeah. style, I have vo- voice memo friends. You know, uh-huh. where it's like oh, yeah, they're not—they're not giving them a to 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 do list that they're sending to me, but they just don't feel like typing. They're and like, so, "Hi, you Sarah, know, how was your weekend?" Or they just—you know—maybe there's something that they need to follow up on, and they're sure. just like, oh, "I'm just going to talk to you back." Yeah, which it's it's fine. Again, it's a style thing. Mm-hmm. I do not voice dictate anything. Um, I I I'm aware that it exists as a feature, but. Yeah, I'm with you. It's like, it's not natural to me, but mm-hmm. I know so many people who are like, like, how many times have you been on a walk and you just get this like cool idea? And oh, it's yeah. like, you can like work it out later. And maybe the idea isn't even that good, but just say it out loud. You know, I just jot it down. Like, it's funny, even when I'm on a hike and I have ideas, I jot it down in my notes and then I trip over a rock. It's like, dude, just <laughs> use the voice memo. What's wrong right. with you? Right, right, totally. <laughs> so just on a little update on Workflowy, which just in the last episode I said, I'm going to give this a try. I have not abandoned it. And it's funny, the company itself, you know, the, the developers who make it, explicitly say because there's sorts you kind of go like where are the features how do i do this and Mm -hmm. you know it's and they explicitly say this is going to take a while to get used to yeah and so just a week plus i realize is not enough to get used to it because i was like okay i can just make a big list because that's really no different than what i'm doing in any other text edit or Uh notes app or piece of paper i can do that but this is definitely designed to be a little bit smarter mm-hmm. and, you know, it can stick to calendars and, and all sorts of stuff where it's like, okay, I need to be slightly more committed than just like, oh, cool. Now I'm it's like way more organized. Yeah. 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 I feel the same way. I actually opened, I was very curious about it. I opened it up. I, I added a few bullets and then I like forgot about it. <laughs> I mean, it's mm-hmm. like, so what we do these days though, you know, things are such like flashes in the pan. It's yeah. So funny. Well, you know, this show, while much more than a flash in the pan. Much more. I think we're clocking over an hour here. <laughs> we are. It has, it has come to a bitter end. Uh, just kidding. Um, it's very sweet. Boy, We've I had some, enough, haven't we? I had some good caramel last night, speaking of Ooh, sweet. I know. Yum. And I'm like so not a sweets person. I'm not a caramel person, but occasionally it's nice. I am not. Really, yeah, I just don't, I, sugar is just meh, but um, I, I, I don't know, I was feeling like, I was about to eat like some peanut butter, you know, like yeah. that sort of late night thing, and I was like, eh, these, you know, I've got a candy jar that no one ever comes over, and so I'm like, I just look <laughs> at it, so I'm like, oh, I'll just eat this like, I don't know, caramel that somehow I acquired, who even knows. It was actually pretty good. I like that you have a candy jar, but like no one ever comes over. No, and and I don't like candy. So it just sits there like I'm somebody's (laughs) grandmother, you know, waiting for a guest. Hey, man, you're preparing for the future and that's always good. It's true. Well, uh, episode four, episode four, episode 84. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Sorry, Heather, we've gone back in time. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're at, we're, as, as, we, as we're very close to 100 patrons, woo-woo, we can do it, guys. Yeah, man. I want to uh, know who the 99th and the 100th is going to be. So yeah. show yourself. Show yourselves. But we're also, you know, we are inching along to 100 episodes mm-hmm. of the show, which is a huge milestone for any show. I mean, working in podcasting as long as we have, it's like, that's hard. Uh, uh, and yeah. we, we've had, you know, a little hiatus here and there. But uh, but we're so happy to have you. And we'll be back here and do it again next week. Party confetti emoji all around. That's right, Heather. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Isn't that funny where every once in a while, if you like write congratulations, it'll be like confetti. And you're like, oh, that's kind of nice. Like say you say congratulations to somebody on text. And it's just the word congratulations. You don't even use emojis. And then it creates this whole animation. You're like... I didn't mean to do that. Oh, no, that's what I was talking about. I kind of like it. Or you like Happy New Year, you know, there were like fireworks. And it's like, boom. Yeah. 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 It always startles me, though. I'm like, oh, shit, I forgot that it does that. (laughs) You're like, like, I was kind of trying to be like super chill about this. 
you know? Yeah, like, congratulations, no punctuation. I, I wasn't even really congratulating you, to be honest. I don't like you that much. I said mazel tov the other day to someone who just had a baby, but I didn't use punctuation. And I have to say it felt weird. I was like, I thought that they made may have been weirded out by the fact that I was like, mazel tov. Oh, that's... <laughs> oh, like, like mazel tov. Like no, no exclamation yeah. point. Yeah, good for you. That kind yeah, of thing. Great, yeah. You had a baby. Way to be there. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, we love y'all. And until next time, I will remain safe. And I will be Heather forever. We hope you have such a good day. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.